0: stories, teachings, and guidance. Welcome to the Women's Moon Wisdom Podcast with your host, Rebecca Rankin. Welcome back to the Women's Moon Wisdom Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to explore the topic of being sober curious. What does that mean and how I've explored this in my own life? Now, being sober curious involves questioning your relationship with alcohol, like why you drink and how it makes you feel. It also means questioning the way society can glorify the consumption of alcohol. It's about getting curious about what living a sober life means, the benefits and even its challenges. Now, when I began questioning my relationship with alcohol and even other substances like cannabis and other plant medicines, and even coffee, I had no idea that there was actually a term for it. The term being sober curious. And silly me, of course there was a term for it. I like to think that if I'm questioning this and if I'm getting curious about what I consume, then surely others do the same. And then when I learned the term sober curious, it clicked. I do know how fortunate I am in that my use of alcohol or really any other substance was not extreme. It it hasn't been as challenging to give it up as I can only imagine those who have a more entangled relationship to alcohol and other substances. And so I I just want to say, if you do have a more serious issue, then know that there is support out there for you. There are professionals and programs that will support you and help you in your recovery journey. So please, please seek those out. And when you have a problem, know that you don't have to go at it all alone. All right. So where did the term sober curious come from? So I looked it up. Apparently, it was coined in 2018 by author Ruby Warrington, who wrote the book, Sober curious, the blissful sleep, greater focus, limitless presence, and deep connection awaiting us all on the other side of alcohol. And to quote the author, quote, being sober curious means literally to choose to question or get curious about every impulse, invitation, and expectation to drink versus mindlessly going along with the dominant drinking culture, end quote. You can see why sober curiosity has gained popularity, right? As it tends to mean something different to every sober curious individual, making it really just an inclusive cultural movement. So what's the difference between sobriety and being sober curious? Well, sobriety is often a change in lifestyle as a result of alcoholism or alcohol use disorder. It's for those who are on the path of abstaining from alcohol altogether And for those who sobriety is really the the only option for overcoming the disorder. While being sober curious is more of a choice to abstain from alcohol for some amount of time, or in my case, indefinitely, for physical, mental, or even spiritual benefits. And I think it's important to note that sober curiosity isn't really recommended for someone who does have a serious alcohol disorder, right? If you do have a more serious issue, like once again, know that there are support programs out there to help you in your recovery journey to live a sober life and, and you don't have to do it alone. Now being super curious, it's more like a, a self-discerning or self-disciplined exploration. And while Sober Curious has gained some popularity. You can even think of the the trend of dry January. It's also just this reaction to the glorification of consumption of alcohol, right? So if we taking a step back and look at how many things in our society where alcohol is just woven into it, think of happy hours after work, celebrating at weddings, tailgating at sports events, getting together with friends, have a bad day, have a drink, have a good day, celebrate with a drink. Like so many of life's events, we celebrate with champagne, with beer, wine, cocktails. Now my own journey into sobriety or being sober curious, it's layered and not as clear cut as just one day deciding to do this. Yet when I look back and see how all the pieces came together, I find it quite interesting that they all led me to just a more sober, curious lifestyle. A few years ago, I did the unthinkable or at least the unthinkable for myself. I gave up drinking coffee. (laughs) Yeah, I gave up drinking coffee. It was something that I never thought that I needed to give up or ever really planned on it. In a way, I was somewhat wrapped up in the identity of a coffee drinker. I loved the ritual of it. I loved to get locally roasted beans and and freshly grind them each day and do a, a pour over technique each morning. If you're not familiar with this style of preparing a cup of coffee, you place a cone filter over a mug, then you put a serving of ground coffee beans into the filter and you gently, slowly pour hot water over the grounds. Then the brewed coffee pours into the mug, and there you go, one mug of coffee waiting for you to enjoy. It was such a beautiful ritual that I had each morning, and I would would give thanks to to the earth and and to the the plants and to those who made it possible for me to be enjoying the, the cup of coffee. And after finishing a cup, I would already be thinking about my next cup tomorrow, right? Even the night before, I would get excited thinking about my cup of coffee the next day. And I didn't think that I ever had a problem with it, right? I just thought like, I really like coffee. And, and honestly, I didn't even drink a bunch of it. I only drank one cup of coffee in the morning each day. Yet, I was so tied up around my my morning ritual of it that I couldn't help but get a little curious about my obsession with it. Right? It took me a while to get to the point that I finally just quit and it was just somewhat cold tricky. One day I... Ran out of coffee beans and I just didn't buy anymore. I just switched to to tea. And then when I learned that I was experiencing hormonal imbalances as well as imbalances in my gut and read that abstaining from drinking coffee could possibly help, I was on a mission, right? I was on a mission to heal. So I, I stopped altogether and then honestly, it's been probably a few years at this point. Now, my morning ritual is, is based around tea, around herbal tea, on occasion, green tea, but mostly around herbal tea. And it's honestly just as beautiful and just as sacred. Now, when I started to question my relationship with coffee, I also started to question my relationship with other substances, alcohol and cannabis. Now, over the years, I feel like all along my inner guidance system was telling me to stop drinking alcohol, right? At first it started off, if I had more than two drinks, I would get really sneezy and very tipsy. (laughs) Then it evolved to certain types of wine, I would get really sneezy. Then it was just any type of wine. Then it honestly seemed like any alcohol I drank, I would end up just sneezing the whole night. And then I just got to this point of being annoyed that I I couldn't enjoy a glass of wine without itchy eyes and sneezing. And for some listeners, you're probably thinking, well, yeah, why didn't you stop then? Why didn't you stop drinking alcohol then? Yeah, I, I go back to the part that a lot of social engagements, right? They revolve around drinking, and it was easy to just fall into that Mindlessness of just telling myself, well, maybe today, if I just have half a glass of wine, I'll I'll probably feel fine. I would just shrug it off and think, meh, no big deal. A little inconvenience to getting that fuzzy, warm feeling that I was after. Then I found myself just craving a glass of wine if I had an especially stressful day, or when I felt overwhelmed just by motherhood and running a business. I, I would crave a glass of wine, and admittedly. I would get excited about the thought of having a glass of red wine at the end of the day after the kids went to bed. I would look forward to it all day long. And the more it was on my mind, then the more that I realized, all right, this doesn't feel right. I need to look at what is the underlying feeling that I'm after and find a way to that feeling with just myself, not some external substance that's going to get me there. While sneezing and having a mild allergic reaction to alcohol made it an easy reason to tell friends why I would pass on having a drink, it was more the realization within that I can achieve those states of bliss without any outside assistance. Right? I'm well-versed in finding that that blissful state and that feeling in a yoga practice with breath work and with meditation. Now, Why? Was I constantly leaning to alcohol to be the vehicle to get me there when I had the keys the whole time within? Over the years, I've really honored my desire to lean into steeping my life with just more purpose, right? Discovering my, my soul's purpose and anchoring into it to live my life in just a more authentic way. For finding ways to lean into ritual and ceremony to help feel deeply connected to others. And really lean into the wisdom of unity consciousness, right? And and part of that has been leaning into my yoga and and meditation practices. So with that being said, I'm going to dive a little deeper into my sober curious journey with the closure of my relationship with the plant medicine, cannabis. Now, while I can't say that I had a very involved relationship with cannabis, I have plenty of friends who use cannabis daily. But for myself, over the years, my relationship and dependency on cannabis honestly has just waned, right? In my 20s, I relied on it quite frequently at times. It would ebb and flow a bit. I'd go from being a, a daily user to an occasional one and back and forth. Then as I got older, honestly, it was almost like An old friend that moved away. I just didn't think about it as much. Then while living abroad, I did a shamanic journey with marijuana as the plant medicine. And it was just such a a beautiful journey. And the message I received was that my time was done with cannabis. That our time together was complete. And that it was time for me to turn inward. And honestly, did I listen to that message? Nope. I mean, it's not like I continue to work with cannabis on a regular basis. I just leaned into occasionally and I definitely use CBD products more frequently, right? Until actually I had this wild experience that was what I feel like my guides or my inner guidance system telling me enough already. I remember it really clearly. It was a few years ago. I had just started my cycle, my period, and I had some mild cramping. So I leaned into using a CBD tincture that I often used for such things. I I took some and then I headed out the door to meet for a women's circle at my friend's house. And while I started driving there, it felt like I was so high. Now, of course, we're talking about CBD here. So there is minimal THC, if any, yet I felt like time was collapsing on itself for the best way to describe my high experience. Um, I didn't know if I had been driving forever, how long I was even in the car. And I tried to lean into the music that was playing to help me really conceptualize time, but I got a bit panicked. I arrived at the event and told my friend what was happening and that I was so ungrounded. I, I did some somatic practices to just help me feel like I was back in my body, yet I just felt like I was untethered. It, it was wild. And a reminder, it was just CBD. And so I, I started to get a, a bit worried that, that something was off, something was wrong. I retreated to her bedroom while the women's circle went on without me. And after a while, I, I felt a bit better my body, a bit more grounded. And I had this message come through that was pretty much saying, remember when we agreed that our time was together was done? Well, yeah, we meant it. (laughs) You, You have what you're looking for already within. So after that experience, I honored it. And with deep reverence for the plant medicine of cannabis and its healing properties, right? But I decided for myself, I decided to close that relationship that I had with it. And it's great because of that. I really then seeked holistic ways to navigate my cramps with my period. I, I over time, had learned how to eliminate cramps and eliminate painful periods by balancing my hormones and getting very, uh, and finding ways to work within myself to find a more balanced approach in my life so that I wasn't leaning to cannabis. I wasn't leaning on CBD to help mute some of the sensations. I just got down to the root cause of them and started there. Now, while I closed the door with cannabis, I had a bit of curiosity around other plant medicines. I had long heard of the healing and mystical properties of psilocybin, And I was a bit curious about working with it to deepen my awareness of universal guidance and even awaken parts of me that may have been blocking my my soul's path. So I attended the most beautiful ceremony where we worked with the mushroom medicine. It was was facilitated with such grace and was a truly profound experience. It was just, just such a beautiful experience. And I I felt the warmth and, and the support and definitely went deeper than I imagined I would with the plant medicine. And what came through was, what you're seeking, you'll only find within. You already have what you're looking for. So once again, what you are seeking, you'll find within. You already have what you're looking for. And I even had a message come through of, you can work with this plant medicine, yet what you are after isn't brought on by an external substance. It's in you, All right? So you can work with this plant medicine, yet what you're looking for isn't brought on by an external substance. It is in you. Now, just a side note, for those of you who are listening and might be curious about what I mean about messages coming through, the best way to for me to describe this, if you aren't familiar, is it's like my my intuition speaking to me. I, I hear these messages in my head. I hear them in my own voice. This can can be called clairaudience, right? The ability to perceive something as if you're hearing it uh, without actually hearing it with your ears, right? So we all do this more or less when we hear like the voice in our head talking to yourself. Um, some have a more fine-tuned ability to to hear, kind of past the, the voice of the ego. So when I say that I received a message, I perceived a voice in my head. So in my case, my own voice sharing guidance with me and repeating that guidance. And to know it's a different voice for me than my logical ego-minded voice, right? I can discern between the two. Um, some would call it my guides, my spirit guides. Some would call it the spirit. Some call it um, my, my higher self. So anyways, the, the ceremony was, was beautiful And it confirmed once again that my inner guidance system had been telling me all along that the deepened sense of purpose and in my soul's path was not through an external substance, it was inside of me, and that I could and was accessing those states through meditation, that's all I needed, just to turn inward and tune in without the help of any other substance. It was all within. I just wanted to to share that aspect of my sober curious journey. Over the years, I, I got honest with my relationship with all of these different substances and not to vilify any of them as they all can have purpose. And for some, the relationship with them can possibly be healthy. I just know that for me, I had to move through and past them to get to the other side of where I actually wanted to be and what I actually wanted to experience in my life. And since starting the, this sober, curious journey, I must say I've reaped so many amazing benefits. Like physically, I feel great. Like my hormones are balanced and no longer have painful cramps or, or painful periods. I sleep so much better. I have more energy. And emotionally, I feel like I have actually leaned into the tools necessary to get to the root cause of stress or the root cause of emotional imbalances that would have me otherwise leaning towards a substance to offset those feelings. right? In a way, I let myself feel what I needed to feel and use the tools to navigate it without numbing myself and avoiding the, the cause issue altogether. In my spirituality, I feel so much more sensitive in a good way to the energy around me. It's as if like my, this is my perception and awareness has heightened, and because of that, I've learned how to set boundaries, right, protect myself and my energy better, and to live a life that gives me a bit more grace while still being steeped with a deep sense of purpose. Oh, and one other huge benefit my partner decided to join me on this sober, curious journey too, all on his own, right? Without me nagging him at all, he came to it on his own after seeing me go through my journey and my experience. And because of that, like our own relationship together has improved. Like Heck, even the money that we save is a noticeable amount. And all in all, we both feel like we're better able to live each day more aware more awakened to the gifts that are around us. And we learned that numbing ourselves wasn't ever going to resolve whatever it was that we were trying to avoid. Heck, even in the evenings, we, we find ourselves, rather than having a drink, in the evenings we're, we're doing yoga, meditating, reading books. I mean, maybe that sounds boring to some, but it's so fulfilling. It's a, it's a great turn of events. And know that we have gifts within ourselves that we can discover when we do inner work to uncover what is beneath the layers of life that we've accumulated. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode on being sober curious. And remember, you don't have to do this alone, right? If you're struggling with an addiction or substance use disorder, there is support out there for you. I will link to some of the resources in the show notes. Know that you've got this.